And we are continuing our uh, all-age worship sermon series that we're doing throughout the year of 2022-2023 on the first Sunday of each month. And we've been thinking about what God is like. And if you cast your mind back all the way to September, October, November, we thought about how we know what God is like by looking at Jesus. Jesus, who is the image of the invisible God, um, who's the one who makes God visible and known to us. We, we thought about how we get to know what God is like by looking at creation, at the world he's made, how we get to find out what God is like by reading the Bible, um, the Bible that's that special witness to God's reality. We thought about Jesus as the light of the world at Christingle. We've gone through a whole range of things. We thought about how God is always with us last month, and Juliet was speaking about Psalm 139 and how there's nowhere we can go to escape from God's presence. He's always with us. And today we are thinking about how God is forever. That was going to be more dramatic if God is forever. <laughs> uh, so let's repeat after me God is forever. Brilliant. What does that mean though? How long is forever? How do we count it? How do we measure it? How do we know what forever means? And I know some of you are thinking, Graham's sermons go on forever. And that's an idea of how you could find out what it's like. But that's not very fair. It was only one week. Well, maybe two. Uh, But we are going to try and get an idea of what it means to say God is forever. So I need some helpers up here on the mat here. So uh, let's have some volunteers, children, adults, young people, old people, don't mind. Come. Yes, Juliet, thank you. Yes, Otis, brilliant. Good, I need some volunteers here on the mat. You can stay standing. In fact, let's all stand up because you can do this from where you are. I want some volunteers here at the front as well. Yes, brilliant. Good work, Joseph. Good. Any of the youth? We've got a challenge. It's a little bit like Challenge Annika. Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, old person's reference. Um, right, yes, Nadia. Okay, team, right, are you ready? We're going to try and think a little bit about how we can experience the concept of time. And we're going to do that by standing on one leg for one minute. Okay, so get your balance on. You can do this where you are. If you didn't feel courageous enough to come to the carpet, you can do it right where you are. And uh, we're going to have a countdown timer. So get ready to stand on one leg. leg and uh, the countdown timer is going to be on the screen. Ready, steady, go. No, no holding on. No wobbling other people. Just concentration. This is when you're going to start. To, a minute doesn't feel like a very long time, does it? Until you're standing on one leg. Yeah, focus on, yeah, I heard some dancers speaking there. Spotting, focus on one point. You can try this at home. If you're watching online, do join in with us. That is, I can't, I can't quite see it. What's that? That's um, 30 seconds. 30 seconds ago, we're halfway there. How are you all doing? Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? Starting to feel the impact of time on your calf muscle on your knee, on your thigh. Wow. Ready, let's count down together. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yay! Round of applause, everybody. Okay, stay where you are, stay where you are. Right, well done. That was very good. Now, we're going to try the same thing, but we're going to do it holding our breath. Everyone ready for that? Let's see how we go. 
Okay, so get yourself nice and calm. Deep breath in, deep breath out. In, out. Yeah, no passing out. Sorry, I didn't do a risk assessment for this. Yeah, if you're, if it's really, just breathe. There's no, there's no prizes. It's not. It's genuinely not worth dying for this exercise. Okay, ready? Deep breath in. Ready, steady. One minute, starting now. it to a minute yeah a few of us good give yourselves a round of applause well done everybody sit down where you are because I'm gonna need your help again in a minute that was brilliant well done oh was I oh I was muted sorry hold on how, how, was that good on one leg yeah how about holding your breath how no was that hard no, no, much harder couldn't breathe at all, couldn't do it. It's hard, isn't it? Hopscotch for one minute. There's all kinds of things. I was going to bring with me two bags of sugar and see whether anybody could hold them out like that for one minute, because that's actually surprisingly hard when you get to like, I don't know, 30 seconds, 40 seconds or so. Um, so you could try that at home. But you see, we feel the impact of time, don't we, when we are experiencing our own limitations when our balance is in question or when our breath is in question, we start to feel the impact of time. And now we can think, when we think God is forever, it feels like a long time. Now, time is not always something that we think about very much, especially when I was a child, I didn't think about time very much. It seemed to have plenty of it. As we get older, we think about time a little bit more, maybe when we're running late for an important appointment or if we're impatient for something exciting. Has anybody ever felt impatient when waiting for Christmas to come? Yeah, any adults? Yeah, me, definitely. Uh, or when you're waiting for your birthday or you can't wait to see a friend. Uh, sometimes when you feel bored, you feel like, uh, you feel the, the impact of time a bit more, don't you, as well? Or if you're feeling rushed. Grown-ups, have you ever heard yourself say or somebody else say, oh, I'll, I'll try to make time for that, as if anybody could actually make time. Can anybody make time? No. So if we say that God is forever, we're certainly saying something about God existing beyond the longest possible time we can imagine. We held our breath, we stood on one leg and held our breath for one minute. That's just a tiny bit of time, isn't it? If we say God is forever, wow, that's amazing. And another word that we use as Christians and in the church to describe this is eternity. So we could also say, God is eternal. Repeat after me, God is eternal. God is eternal. 
God is eternal. And uh, we're going to hear some passages from the Bible that describe to us what, something about what it means to say God is eternal. And the first person who's going to come is Zoe. And Zoe's going to read from us some verses from Psalm 90. I'm going to introduce her because Zoe isn't known to all of you, but known to some of you. Zoe was on our staff in uh, 2017 and 18, weren't you? And um, Zoe, just quickly before you read, tell us what you're doing now. Uh, hey guys, nice Is that working? Have we got one that is? Oh, it's turned off. There's no battery in it. Where's the red? Who's got the red one? It's there. Should we get new batteries for that one? Hello. That one's muted. I don't know why they... Hello. Uh, yeah. tell, tell everyone what you're doing. Nice to meet everyone. I am... Hi, um, I'm training to be a vicar in Cambridge, uh, and I'm a second year, and I'm doing some research about how community organising works in churches, and I wanted to come... See what it was like here. And so the important thing to know is that Zoe's going to come on a few more Sundays, yeah. a few more weekends over the next few months. And uh, some of you I've already emailed already. If I know that you've been involved in community organising, you'll have had an email from me a few days ago inviting you to consider having a coffee with Zoe. And now that you know what Zoe looks like, she's really lovely, she's really friendly, and she'd love to have a coffee with you, and you can help her with her research. But if you've not been, if you didn't get an email from me, but you know a bit about community organising and what we do in the church and you want to speak to Zoe, just find her and speak to her. Right. Right. Preamble done. Psalm 90. Psalm 90 verses 1 to 6 says this. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn people back to dust, saying, return to dust, you mortals. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. Yet, you sweep people away in their sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning. In the morning, it springs up new, but by evening, it is dry and withered. This is the word of the Lord. Speak to God. Thanks, Zoe. It's definitely not muted. Uh, great. So, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. That's the way that Psalm 90 describes God being eternal. Let's explore a little bit what that means to say that God is forever or God is eternal. As well as saying uh, that God has more time than we can possibly measure or imagine, it also means that God is not limited in the same way that we are. Let's have a look at some diagrams. Let's have a look at this first one. This is called, does anyone know what this is called? The infinity symbol. Does anybody know who came up with the infinity symbol and when? Bonus points if you do. It was created by a mathematician called John Wallace in 1655 uh, as a way of describing and indicating infinity. It's sometimes called a lazy eight because it looks like a, a number eight, but on its side, doesn't it? So it's a lazy eight, having a little sleep, a little snooze. An eight having a sleep, exactly. An eight on its side. Well, so can somebody point to me, guys, um, just point to me, where, where, does the, where does the infinity symbol begin? It doesn't begin anywhere. Where does it end? Someone tell me. It doesn't end the window. 
It doesn't end anywhere. So, can we, so if we point to it, you, where, where would you point to the beginning or the end? Can you? You Hold on, hold on. This is too good to miss. Yeah. Right, say that again. Let's have this microphone on, please. <laughs> There's no beginning of the end because it's like a big side of an end. Yeah, that's right. There's no beginning or end. So you can't really see where it is. Destiny, I feel like you've got a clever answer. To... Go on. Um, it has no beginning or end because God has no beginning or end and because his love is eternal and, yeah, stuff like that. Amen. You can go back to your seat and you can't. You're not getting off that easily. I told you I'd let you know what it feels like for it to be forever. Don't need that. Um, okay, let's look at another symbol. Let's have the next one up. Again, point to me. Point, point, point to the beginning. Everybody point to the beginning. There's no beginning. Point to the end. There's no end. Oh, so difficult, isn't it? Okay. All right, let's have a look at another symbol. Now this, I like this one, and I put this one up. This is, does anybody know what this is called? Anyone? Do you know? Yeah. Trinity. Well done, Gabrielle. It's the Trinity knot. And this one I like because this is a symbol that is used to describe uh, or to symbolize God's existence as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You see, there are three bits persons all in one, all joined with no beginning and no end. Isn't that amazing? Well, let's look at one more symbol. And that's really tricky, isn't it? That's a trinity knot in a circle. And again, that's used to describe what God is like. All one, but also three. No beginning, no end. So hard to work out, isn't it? And uh, I could have put up some pictures from MC Escher. You remember MC Escher's famous staircase pictures, where you just keep on going up or down the stairs eternally, forever? messes with your mind. So a bit like all of these symbols, as we've heard from the children, God doesn't have a start and a finish. Uh, there's no cause before God and there's no conclusion after God. In fact, God says he's the beginning and the end. There is nothing beyond him. Now, have a, have a good look up here on our, uh, on our ceiling. Take your finger. Can you point at Jesus in the middle? You can all do this. Grown-ups, you can join in as well on the stained glass window um, move your finger all the way up and you'll see there's a cross on the painted ceiling a little gold cross yeah can you see it you're pointing at it now go to the left and you'll see something that looks a bit like a sort of compass you might use in maths that's actually uh, the Greek letter alpha yeah can you'll see it and move your hand to the right and you'll see something that looks like a W but that's actually the Greek letter omega okay so you've got alpha and omega and you know that's what God says he is. God says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The Alpha was the first letter in the Greek alphabet, and Omega was the last letter in the Greek alphabet. So God is saying, I'm the very start and the very end, the beginning and the end, Alpha and Omega. So every time you go into a church and you see those symbols, uh, you will see that. We're going to come back to that reading in a minute. Now, sometimes when I go to visit the primary school, I get asked by children, who made God? And it's a great question. Because most of the things that we know in life, especially the people that are important to us, were made in some way. And so we know something about their beginning, about their end. But I always say, in short answer, nobody made God. God simply is. He exists eternally. When Moses encountered God in the burning bush, do you remember that story? 
Let's quickly make a burning bush with our hands. A bit like Moses does in the Prince of Egypt. Moses does encounter God in the burning bush. And, uh, and he's given a commission. And he says, who shall I say has sent me? And God says, say, I am. He says, that's what God's name is. I am. Which means I simply exist. It's hard for us to understand because everything we experience in life is defined in some way by time. But God doesn't experience time like us. As we've just heard, uh, or we're going to hear in a minute, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. Psalm 90 that Zoe read says, Before the mountains were made, before the world was made, God was there. So the first thing for us to remember when we're learning about what God is like, God is eternal. Say after me, God is eternal. Great. Let's hear some more Bible readings. So if I gave you a sheet of paper to read, come and join me up here. And we're going to start with Elias, and then we're going to have Comrade, and then uh, come, up, come up to the stage. Brilliant. Pop up. Brilliant. And just form a line across the front here. Thank you. Great. Well done. Up you come. Okay. Elias, you're going to go first. So um, these guys are going to read some passages from the Bible about uh, God being eternal. And uh, we thought we'd get a good spread to show, you know, that God is in a way beyond time. We'd, we thought we'd have the very young and also some of the very old. <laughs> just, just to talk about. <laughs> uh, Elias, off you go. Hello, George. Uh, John 1, 1, 2, 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Da da da. Yeah, just turn it around. Hold it for a In the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Revelation chapter 1, verse 17 to 18. Thank you. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can far from what God has done from the beginning to the end. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. And uh, last but not least, David. The oldest guy got the short version. <laughs> Very truly, I tell you, 
Jesus answered. <laughs> see, see that eyesight moment? <laughs> Jesus answered before Abraham was born, I am. That's in John 8, verse 58. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. Just stay there one minute. Just stay there one minute. Right, have a quick look at these Bible readings that they're all holding up. Have a little. Who can see some similar themes there? Can you see anything? Can you see... Uh, what, what words does God use to describe himself? Look at some of the words. In the beginning. I heard somebody say, in the beginning. That's right. So before all things, in the beginning. Notice. The first, and the, the first and the last. Who had the words about Alpha and Omega? Eli, Alpha and Omega. Do you remember our symbols up there? Alpha and Omega. Guys, can you point up at the symbols? Alpha and Omega. First and last. Well done. Remember that? What about the ones that Elias and Conrad are holding? What do they, what, both of the verses, they read. Elias and Conrad in the middle both read verses and they started with the same three words. What were they? In the beginning. beginning. So they're saying at the very start before anything came to be there was nothing and God created. And look at that one David's holding up. Jesus is talking with some of the Pharisees and he says before Abraham was born I am. Well Abraham lived a long time before Jesus walked on earth But still, Jesus was saying, before Abraham was even born, Jesus existed. And what did he use? How did he describe himself as existing? He said, I am. What did God say his name was when he spoke to Moses in the burning bush? I am. I exist. Wonderful. Give them a round of applause. Thanks, guys. You can go and sit down. God is beyond time. He's before the very beginning and he's after the very end. He's not limited by time. But there's more to God's eternalness or foreverness than just being before and beyond time itself. And I just want to give you three brief ways that we can also think about what it means to say that God is forever or God is eternal. So firstly, God is eternally available. Say it together. Romans 1 verse 20 says, Since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen. God has eternal power, limitless power. It's not just that God lives and exists beyond time. God has inexhaustible power. He never runs out of power or resources. And the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is given to us by the Holy Spirit, Romans 8 verse 11. So say it together, God is eternally available. God is eternally available. Also, God is eternally generous. Let's say it together. There's an amazing story in 1 Kings 17 where the prophet Elijah is traveling through the land and he comes to a town called Zarephath. And in Zarephath, there's a, there's a widow and she's collecting some sticks for firewood so that she can go and cook her last meal because she's a poor widow and she's starving. And Elijah says, I want to come to your house. I want to have some food with you. Um, can you prepare me a meal? Yeah? So he's just stopped her in the street and he says, I want to come home with you. Will you prepare me a meal? And the widow, what does she say? She says, I've got nothing. My cupboards are bare. I've got nothing uh, to, to live on. I'm just literally getting some sticks to make a fire, to make a little loaf of bread with all that I've got left, a bit of oil, a bit of flour, and then I'm going to die. 
That's it, because I've got nothing left, and my hope is at the very end. And Elijah says, I'm coming to your house and make some bread, first for me and then for yourself. And she trusts him and takes him at his word as a prophet of God. And what happens? Her jar of oil never runs out, and her, her, her container of flour never runs out. God is eternally generous. He can give us the resources we need on which to live. So that's an amazing thing as well. So God is eternally available. God is eternally generous. And finally, God is eternally faithful. Together? God is eternally faithful. Isaiah 26 verse 4 says, Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. And rocks don't go anywhere very fast, do they? I mean, we know actually that over a certain amount of time, rocks do get eroded and they do wear down. But generally, we think of rocks as being things which last, they're long-lasting. And that's an image used to describe God. God is eternally faithful. He's steadfast and stable. The Bible says that God will never leave us nor forsake us. He's with us always, even to the very end of the age. So when we're thinking about how God is forever, we're thinking that he's forever in the sense that he's eternal, he's beyond time, he's not limited by time, but we're also thinking that he's always available to us, he has infinite power and resources for us, he's always eternally generous to us, coming and meeting our needs and supplying our needs, and he's always faithful to us, he's steadfast and stable, we can always turn to him. All of us experience time in some ways limiting. When you were standing on one leg or when you were holding your breath, you felt the impact of time on you. And time means that we experience change and loss. Time reveals limitations. But God exists outside time. And the prospect of entering into eternity with God is an invitation to live without limitation. Let's have a look at that second from last slide. God invites us to experience life in all its fullness. It's another way of saying life without limitations. Life without the limitations of time. And that's what it would be like when we go to be with God in the new creation, in the new heavens and the new earth. We will experience life in all its fullness, life without the limitations of time. But here's the final message I want to leave with you. Let's have our next slide up. Jesus came and lived in the world in time. So although God exists outside time, Jesus came and lived in time. So God made time for us as a gift so that we can experience what it's like to grow and change and to love and live. One day we will live with God beyond time. There will be no limitations, life in all its fullness. But now we experience time as a a way in which we can experience change and growth and development. We can learn what it means to love one another. We can learn how to live with one another. So time itself is a gift of God to us. And God didn't despise time because he came and lived within time in Jesus. That's what it means, I think, to say God is forever. Let's say God is forever together. God is forever. Amen.